Hello, this is Eric Sinrod from Dwayne Morris. I'm joined by my colleague, Jonathan Armstrong at Cordery, and we're bringing you your weekly Tech Law 10 podcast, where the law and technology intersect, and we're moving ever so closer to our 200th podcast. We're just a few away. So the topic today, Jonathan, I know you don't want to forget about the right to be forgotten. Yeah, thanks, Eric, and that's definitely the case. I'm Jonathan Armstrong, jonathan.armstrongaccordedcompliance.com. And, yeah, I'm going to talk about a case last week from the European Court who returned to the right to be forgotten. Well, a little bit of background, what is the right to be forgotten? Well, in some respects, there are two rights to be forgotten. First of all, we had a proposal as part of these new wide-ranging data protection changes called the General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR, for a right to be forgotten across the EU. And that would enable somebody basically to serve a notice on anyone who had data on them, including U.S. corporations who have no presence in Europe if they target EU individuals, to say, please forget what you have on me, and subject to certain exceptions, then the organization concerned has to delete that data and also reach out to others who might have had that data and ask them to remove it from their records as well. And this new statutory right to be forgotten comes in with the whole host of GDPR measures on the 25th of May next year. So not long to go at all now, just around about 440 days. Now, having said that, the European Court, in an earlier case involving Google, which was a referral from Spain, basically said, and I'm oversimplifying, well, we're going to get it right to be forgotten anyway, so we as judges can implement this new right now. And as I say, that's an oversimplification. There's more detail, of course, in our earlier podcasts when we covered this at the time. And there was a whole host of Uh, inquiries by uh, data protection regulators across Europe, which is still ongoing, and that right to be forgotten has caused some fairly significant consequences. For example, somebody who was convicted of date rape crimes asking the BBC to delete reference to their date rape past, presumably, so that they could date rape again. And uh, this case concerns something broadly similar, perhaps not at that extreme, but but equally something of concern. In this case, uh, an Italian uh, man called uh, Salvatore Manni was a director of a company, and that company had got the contract for the building of a tourist complex. Now, the... Uh, apartments and so on in that complex did not sell as well as uh, Mr. Manny uh, wanted. And he thought that was because the company register in uh, Lecce, the uh, Italian city where he was based, showed him as having been involved in another company that had gone bankrupt in 1992 and had been wound up in 2005. So he said to the 
I'm afraid I'm going to attempt the Italian. The uh, Camera de, de Commercio Industria Artigiantino e Agricultare de Lecce, the uh, equivalent of the company's house in the UK or uh, one of your uh, uh, trade registries in the US, uh, who maintained the database, he said, basically, forget about me. Uh, remove the fact that I was involved in another company that, that went into administration from your register, please. And the, uh, uh, the lecture, uh, let's call them the Chamber of Commerce, the, the, uh, uh, the, the maintainers of the registry, said that they didn't want to remove him. And uh, Manny went to the first instance court and said that he wished to exercise his right to be forgotten. So following the Google Spain case, he said, I, I, I wish you to forget this information that you have on me. And he won at the uh, first uh, court, the uh, Tribunale, and then the chamber appealed to the appeal court. And the appeal court asked the European court in Luxembourg for a preliminary ruling as to whether Manny was entitled to exercise his right to be forgotten. So you're with me so far, Eric? I'm struggling, but I can try. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Um, so this then came before the Luxembourg court, uh, who decided the Google case earlier to say, did you mean that this right to be forgotten was an absolute right? And the ECJ said, uh, no, we didn't. We knew that the right to be forgotten should be qualified. And in this case, it could be that the, uh, if you like, the right to remember overrides the right to be forgotten. And what they said here is that obviously, whenever uh, limited liability companies are set up, there's a trade-off. The individuals involved in those companies trade some of their personal rights for the privilege of having limited liability for not having to underwrite all of the de uh, debts of their company. And that uh, this might be uh, part of the trade-off. And in addition, they seem to say, which logically must be true, that those who might invest in the new complex have a right to know what happened to the company who'd built an earlier complex, particularly those people who, you know, they could be investing their life savings in this new apartment, they're entitled to know, I think, whether the developer uh, has a track record of failure or success in the past. So what happens now is this will go back to the uh, Italian courts to decide whether, uh, you know, almost to do that balancing act. Does the right to remember outweigh Mr. Manny's wish to exercise the right to be forgotten? And then just before I hand it over to you, Eric, for your thoughts, how sure. does this affect GDPR, the other, you know, if you like, the daddy right to be forgotten that we talked about, which comes in in May uh, 2018? Well, I think uh, it could affect the right to be forgotten. It could at least bring some sense to it. The right to be forgotten, by the way, it's sometimes called the right hmm. to uh, erasure, isn't an absolute right under uh, GDPR. I think that, again, there are some qualifications 
for example, eight, uh, Article 17 of GDPR, which contains the right to be forgotten, uh, says again that a balance has to be struck between the right to be forgotten and the need to have accurate records, especially where those records are maintained in the public interest. So in some respects, I think the case is helpful. The right to be forgotten, I think, will be a really significant aspect of GDPR. We've already seen across our desks four right to be forgotten cases from individuals who I think should not have their uh, pasts forgotten. You know, they're allegedly involved in genocide, for example. I don't think you should have an absolute right to remove records relating to such uh, serious incidents. I think you should have a right to put your side of the story, but that doesn't necessarily, I think, correlate to right for nobody ever to know that there is a story. So it seems to me that this is probably some helpful guidance from the court. We're awaiting the final judgment. This is obviously hot off the press, so there may be some more nuances that are worth discussing on a future podcast. But I think it's a a, a topic that we will return to, and it's good to see that the right isn't uh, unqualified. Well, it's a topic we'll return to because we won't forget. That was certainly a tour, a tour de force. Here it is Monday, and you're just loaded for there. Good job, Jonathan. Um, you know, I think you really hit on a very key point, and that is the balancing of the right to be forgotten versus the potential right to remember. And it reminds me of litigation I've had here in our country against our federal government under the Freedom of Information Act. And I'll keep this short, but generally speaking, under our Freedom of Information Act, People are entitled to get information from the government to find out what the government is up to so that those who govern are accountable to the governed. Um, however, there are some exemptions built into the statute, and one of them is Exemption 6, which is the privacy exemption. And what it says is basically if you're seeking to get information from the government that relates to people in our country and getting that information uh, would cause a clearly unwarranted invasion of personal privacy that outweighs the public's interest in the information, then you don't get it. So we have built into one of our statutes, at least, a balancing test between privacy, uh, protecting people in terms of their intimate um, uh, information, personally identifiable information and otherwise, uh, and protecting it against the usual right to get information from the government but you have to weigh that against the public interest. So if there's a tremendous public interest in the information and the potential privacy invasion is minimal, then the balancing test goes in favor of disclosure. Of course, it could go the other way if the privacy interest is supreme and the public interest is less. Um, so I point that out. Uh, I do believe that Europe is ahead of us on this whole right to be forgotten thing. It sort of reminds me here in the U.S. of the song uh, remember the movie The Breakfast Club, and there was the song by The Simple Minds, and the tune went, you know, don't forget about me. I'm not going to actually try to sing it, but I think here in our country, so far, people are not forgotten, and that's, that song and the lyrics are appropriate. So I'll let you uh, wrap it up since this is your topic, John. Thank you, Eric. I'm tempted to say don't, 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 don't you sing, but uh, obviously I would uh, probably have to pay performing royalties if I, if I sang that bit. Um, so thanks for your thoughts, Eric. Um, we'll no doubt return to this topic, as we've said. If you've any thoughts, then do pitch in. I think the right to be forgotten should be subject to a 
more public domain. And I do credit Google with having a roadshow to try and encourage that. Uh, as we've said, you can catch up with us on social media. We're not uh, removing our details from there anytime soon. And uh, you can email us, as Eric uh, uh, said, he's at, at uh, Dwayne Morris. You can reach him there. You can reach me at Cordry, jonathan.armstrong at cordrycompliance.com. All that remains is to thank you for listening and to we look forward to speaking to you again in a week or so. And don't forget about us. And I forgot to mention my email, cjsinrod at dwaynemorris.com. Cheers. <laughs> Take care. Bye. <laughs>